Praise God. So um, this week, one of my prayer sessions, I think that was on Monday or Tuesday, when I was praying, the Lord gave me an assignment. And one of the assignments he told me is, each day he told me to, med- to meditate on one attribute of God thoroughly. So for example, I think the first one that I meditated on, on, that was on Monday itself, was the fact that God is not a man that he should lie. I, I think my mind was on it for hours, thinking about, number one, God does not lie. That's, that's very important. I remember cracking a joke somewhere um, that the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. And I said, um, even the Bible knows that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you, you get it, eh? <laughs> so I, I was meditating on the fact that um, there is nothing he's ever said that is a lie. There is absolutely nothing that is ever said. And this is something that you must make a resolve to actually believe. And this, this is why you must fall in love with God. Because when you fall in love with people, when people are in love, they do funny things. Eh? Last week I asked about how you know if you're in, if you're in love. And the people are laughing here. <laughs> when someone is in love, they will believe every, everything about the person and what the person is. You see, everyone can say someone is lying. You are believing everything. It's your heart. You're not listening with your head. Like you've just, your senses have just remained. Some more than others here. <laughs> but just generally, you get to believe someone's word when your heart is towards them. So it's the same with God. And, and, and until you fall in love with the Lord, and not just loving him with your lips, like, you, you, you love him with everything you have. You understand, right? Until you love him like that, it will be very difficult for you to actually believe his word. It will be very difficult. Because, for example, the Bible shows us something. One of the things that people fight with in this world is something called condemnation. Now, that's something from the devil. If ever you feel condemned, that's what the ministry of the Spirit so you find when you're at a place where, because everyone here maybe, I don't know about anyone, but let me not say everyone. Maybe most people here have, have had this thing called condemnation before, right? Where you feel condemned, you're praying, you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you deserve, like you should be praying. You know what I mean, right? Eh? Even when you're praying, some of you even have flashbacks of the things you used to do. You close your eyes and you just remember everything. You're like, is God listening to me? So you find there is something called condemnation, and the enemy utilizes that. He reminds you of it every time. Now, when you know that God can't lie, and he says there is no condemnation in Christ, according to Romans chapter number 8, verse 1, it means even, even when you feel that way, the Bible says God is greater than our hearts. So the Bible says, says if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. So the Bible says. So it means you will remember the fact that, look, even if I feel this way, God said this way. Therefore, I choose to believe his word over how I feel. Are we together? So you have to believe the word of God. And one of the other, th- one of the other things that I was meditating on is the fact that there is nothing impossible with God. 
He specialized in what human beings can call impossible. There is no, there is no such thing called limitation when, when, when it comes to God. No. Limitation exists in the human mind. Yeah, that's why it exists in the human mind. It exists there. One time, the devil went to Jesus when he was tempting him. Remember that, that right in, in the wilderness? The Bible records that the, the enemy went to Jesus and told him, if, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. I want you to think about it. What revelation did Satan have concerning sons of God? No, think about it. Because it's not possible to tempt you over things you can't do. It's not possible. It's not possible. If you are tempted in a particular area, meaning you have, you meaning you have the ability. So when the enemy was told him, look, turn this stone into... I mean, Jesus had the ability to do it. So, if Satan knew what the Son of God could do, how come the sons of God already don't know what they can do? Don't let Satan have a bigger revelation of your life. No, don't allow it. Imagine Satan knowing that you can cast out demons, but you don't know. He even comes freely to torment you, choking you in your dreams. You can't even sleep peacefully. No, we know people who can't even go to bed peacefully at night. That's why some people actually even resort to alcohol and all those things. Those are things that people should not even resort to. Anyway. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So, Joshua 3 verse 5. Joshua chapter number 3 verse 5. The Bible says, And Joshua said to the people, Joshua 3 verse 5. Joshua 3 verse 5 says, and Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Say, Sanctify yourselves, for, this, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I love this scripture because it shows us something. It means God is interested in doing wonders among us, his children, but then there is a role the children of God have to play for the wonders to be done first. It means even in this place, God is interested in doing wonders, but have the people actually done what they ought to do for the wonders to be done? Sometimes it's not that God didn't do wonders, it's that the people never sanctified themselves. Are we together? So there is a role you have to play as, as you come to church and as you prepare for service. There's a way you have to prepare yourself as well, just as the Lord prepares the man of God for service. Because the sower has to prepare himself, but the ground has to be prepared as well. Are we together? Something similar, Moses also did something similar when we read Exodus 19. Let's get there. Exodus 19 verse 10. Exodus 19 verse 10. The Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them Consecrate them today and tomorrow let them wash the, 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 their clothes. And then, of course, it goes down to say the Lord was, was coming to visit them. So God was shows us something here. God was giving an instruction for God's people to actually separate themselves a certain way. Are you following? God's people had to separate themselves a certain way 
for them to experience the things that God wanted them to experience. So, for the thing that the Lord has for today, for example, how prepared are you? You see, when we talk about, for example, preparing for church, preparing for church goes beyond preparing your drip. Or your outfits for the people who don't understand what drip is. <laughs> you understand it? Your outfit. So preparing for church goes beyond just preparing, having the, your church clothes. People have got church clothes, eh? Yes. Yeah, like there are clothes that are just for church. And there are clothes you wear elsewhere. I, I, there's a saying I love, if you can't wear it in the house of God, don't, don't wear it anywhere else. Amen, <laughs> Amen brothers and sisters. <laughs> don't shock us when we meet you at Unza. In the streets of Unza, even lovers, even holding hands, so, we, don't, don't shock your pastor. <laughs> Sometimes people avoid you when you're walking. You meet her at East Park. And you're like, oh, this one is coming towards me. That's where we passed. They are They are Praise God. So for the thing that God has prepared for today, the question is, how prepared are you? Beyond just the outfit you prepared for service, how prepared is your heart for service? Are you listening? How prepared is your heart for service? Every, remember, today I said I'm training you. Yes. So it's a training. Okay? So you have to be, the first thing you have to prepare for, or maybe before you go to preparation, let me show you something about the ministry of the word of God. When you read 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 15, 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 15, I'll read it from the KJV. It says, meditate upon these things. Talking about the word of God there. It says, meditate upon this. That means there is a role you have to play when the word of God comes. And one of the things you have to do is meditate on it. All right? It says, meditate upon these things. And it says, give thyself wholly to them. Give yourself to the word of God entirely. Everything about you must be given to the scriptures given to the word of God. And then he says, uh, that thy profiting may appear to all. That means there is a benefit, a profit that comes when you are given to the word of God. And then he says that that profiting may be appearing to all. You know what that means? I was meditating on this during the week and I thought about it. See, as human beings, we have different interactions with people. For example, when, when you are working somewhere, your colleagues see a side of you that the churchmates may not see. You understand, right? When you're a student, your classmates may see a side of you that other people may not see. But the Bible says that, that the prophet might appear to everyone, to all. That means if you're a student, you're working and you're doing everything, every aspect of your life, the profiting of the word of God must be able to appear. It means it can affect your personality so much so that even when you're a student, we can see the profit of the word of God. Yes. Even in the corporate world, we can see the profit of the word of God. Are you listening? The word of God can have such impact on your spirits. Such impact. 
where you become a student with a difference. Yes. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah, you, you, you're, not, you're, you're not just ordinary. So there is something about the word of God and you must be given to them entire, entirely. Nothing about you should be reserved when it comes to the word of God. Give yourself wholly to the word of God. You must make up your mind. There is no, there is no, there is no aspect of my life where the word of God has no influence. There is no area of my life where the word of God has no influence. Every area of my life, God's word has influence. And remember, God's word is God's power. That means the power of God will affect everything in your life once the word of God is applied in, in that area. Are you listening? Yes. Yeah. So, when you come to church and you are listening to the word of God being taught, go home and meditate on the scriptures. And the Bible says, give yourself entirely. Entirely. That means as you come to church and you listen to the scriptures, don't just, oh, that word isn't for me. Like you're, you're, you're even selecting. That one is for my neighbor. If you're sitting next to a friend, they'll be like, Papa, I come back you. <laughs> no, I am talking to you. <laughs> yes. Are you listening? Yeah. So the word of God can actually profit you. And as you come to church and listen to the word of God, God's word is God's building material. God has never built anything outside his word. He builds everything in his word. You understand, right? Yes. Even when he wanted to make a, the new creation, they had to be born of the word. Yeah. There was no other way a new creation could be born except by the word. Yeah. Do you know why? Because only the word of God is the lasting material. Yeah. Because everything else perishes according to the scriptures, but the word of God abides and liveth forever. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. God's word has no ability to die. No, it doesn't. It has no ability to die. That's why the new creation can't go to hell. <laughs> no, because if you take the new creation to hell, it means life has entered hell. It's not possible. It's not possible. You take the new creation to, to, to hell where there is darkness, it means light has entered. It means it's no longer a dark place. Because if you can light up the world. Hmm. Those, are, those should be your convictions. I can't, be in, see, I can't be in darkness. I enter a place that has darkness, light appears. And that's how you must understand. You see, darkness is not the opposite of light. It's the absence of light. It means if, 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 if there is darkness, you turn on the light. As in everything, you can see without... The, Darkness disappears. Yes. And says you're the light of the world. Hey. So as you come to church, have that mentality as you're receiving the word of God. Saying you're being built to glow more in the word of God. You're being built to shine even brighter in the word of God. As the word of God enters your spirit, you're shining brighter and brighter. You understand, right? The Bible says, let your light so shine. 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 But the intensity of, the, of your light depends on the quality of the word of God in your spirit. How intense is your light? Not all light is the same. <laughs> no, we cannot be light, but not all light is the same. <laughs> That's something you must understand. Yeah, some lights can power up just this room. Others... <laughs> you understand, right? Yeah. 
Let your light so shine. Let me just move out from the training. <laughs> I feel like a pastor today. <laughs> Thank you. You are listening good. <laughs> so, always prepare yourself as you come for church. The first thing you should prepare before even you prepare your outfit, prepare your heart. No, let your heart be prepared to receive the word of God. Because, listen, before any farmer plants, they look at the ground first. They look at the ground first. One time I remember I was, I was, I was preparing for, 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 for a meeting. And um, I had just had, I think I just had an encounter with the Lord or something. I, I don't remember whether it was in the body, heart of the body, but I had an encounter with the Lord. So after that, um, I sensed that I had to teach, so just me sensing, not from the Lord. I sensed that I had to teach the thing, because you know, when you're preparing for a meeting, and then you have divine visitation, and you're being taught certain things, maybe chances that you think you should be teaching it in that. Then I, as I was preparing, then the Lord told me, he said, don't teach this because you'll be, you'll be, wasting, you'll be wasting God's material. It means the people aren't ready to receive the, that quality of the word. It will be a waste of material. Jesus said something important. He said, I have many more things to say, but you can't bear them now. That means if I say them, I'll be wasting material. In other words, you can only, you can only receive them once you have the, the capacity. And that capacity only came by the Spirit. They didn't have the Spirit of God in them. Therefore, he couldn't tell them certain things. They had no capacity in that moment. That was going to be a waste. That means even as God is bringing his word to, to you every Sunday, the question is, do you have the capacity to actually handle it? Or will you listen to the word of God and go back home the same? There are people who come to church, their church was good, and go back. That's all. Church was that's good. And go back home the same way. But another person, their spirit man, they, all of it, they, you go home charged. You go home, you can't stop speaking in tongues. You go home, you're energized by the Spirit. You have someone who's asking you how was service. You know what you received inside. There's a difference between the two. The question is, how was your heart? How are you receiving the Word of God? How are you taking it in? Because if you don't take your, if you don't check your ground, even if we plant the, the right seed, it won't grow. Hmm. Think about it. Even if, let's say, for example, you are at a place where you need finances and we give a word regarding finances, if your heart isn't in the right place, if, you, if the ground is not, that word will not grow anywhere. It will grow in someone else's, someone else's life, not yours. And remember, God doesn't waste. He doesn't. And the beauty about it is that even if, let's say, he brings a word every Sunday, even if that word is for one person, he will give it. <laughs> That means the person who didn't prepare, they will miss out on what God experienced. Think about it. I want you to think about it. When you read, let's say, for example, in John chapter number 5, Jesus, the Son of God, I want, you, I want you to think about it. The Son of God, Jesus, who performed all sorts of miracles, met a man who was lame. As, 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 as that pool, remember that, right? Met a man who was lame. Think about it. That man had been lame for many years. Now, was he the only one around the pool? Were the others healed? No, they were not if you read it. Only one person after going in the pool, after just prayed for him, was healed. Everyone else was only healed when they go in the pool. Think about it. 
They were dying in the presence of life. It means the son of God was in their midst. The one who could open their blind eyes. But they were there waiting to go in the pool. It's possible to have a supernatural experience. Only that's that only one person experiences, experiences it. Peter was the only one who walked on water. The others just watched. I'm sure when he was driving, I'm like, we knew. That's why I me, mean, I didn't even try it. That's why I me, mean, I didn't even try it. Praise God. So your heart. So the first thing you have to do is prepare your heart. Do you know how you prepare your heart? Number one, check. Am I carrying any unforgiveness in my heart? Because unforgiveness can talk the ministry of the word of God. Am I carrying bitterness? Now, am I saying that if, for example, you're carrying unforgiveness, you stay away from church? No. Forgive before you come to church. Because you can just forgive. I don't know what's stopping you. No, because I don't know whether you think you need 20 steps to forgiving. There's level one, level two. You can just say, I've forgiven and go. Mm. Will, will you still feel hate? Yes. Forgiveness doesn't mean you don't feel hate. Mm. You can feel the pain and still forgive. Yes, You understand, right? Yeah. So just forgive. So ask yourself, what am I carrying? And ask yourself, am I ready to receive the word of God? And the other thing is that you receive, you receive the word of God with joy. That means as you come to church, you prepare yourself, you're excited. Yes. Right. Don't come to church like, you're, like people are owing you money in church. <laughs> Be excited as you come to church. Yes, Be excited as you come to church. Yes. That's how you receive the word of God, with joy. As the word of God comes, you're excited. You're excited. I'm excited to receive the word of God. You make up your mind, this word is mine. Even before pastor gives it, this word is mine. You understand, right? You make up your mind. Today is my word. Today I'm receiving my word. Yeah. It doesn't matter who else is blessed. But for me, this is my word. It's personal. Yes. You understand, right? As I go home, my life is transformed. You've made up your mind. Your heart is ready. When the word of God comes, you are ready to receive it. As it comes, you are taking it in. As it comes, you see, you don't even mind your neighbor. If you are, you just shout. If it means you stand, you just stand. Whether your neighbor is quiet, wondering what you are doing, you are just, you are just responding. Mm. There's a difference. You prepare, you prepare yourself differently. Yes. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah. You just, I, I receive the word of God with joy. I have so much joy in my heart for this word. I receive it. I'm excited for this word. <laughs> Even as you go back home, you are excited for the word. Yes. You go back home, you are confessing difference. Today, I've received the word of my life. The word that shapes my destiny. I've received it today. My life won't be the same. You think differently. You talk differently. Praise God. Yeah. Everyone doesn't have to be excited as long as you've received yours. Yes. Whether everyone is gloomy, it doesn't matter. As long as you've received yours. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Are you listening? Yes. Prepare your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let your heart be excited. Oh, time is moving. Oh, God. <laughs> but I'm the pastor. <laughs> so we can dwell here. <laughs> After all, you love me. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
So receive the word of God with, with so much joy. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The second thing as you come to church, avoid distractions. Or maybe before we, go, we get to that one, you, you, you look at uh, scriptures, of course, like Luke, Luke chapter number 8, verse 4 to 8. Luke 8, uh, verse 4 to 8. The Bible shows us the parable of, of the sower. Now, I want to read just the final part. And that's on verse 8. But for your reading, start reading from verse 4, right? Luke chapter number 8, verse 4 to 8. Talking about the word of God here. It says, but some fell on good ground. Some fell, is your heart a good ground? Some fell on good ground. See, that's how you prepare your heart to be good ground. When you're excited for the word of God. When you know you're not even carrying any bitterness about, about you. Doesn't matter what someone has, has done. You said, fine. You will, not, you will not hinder me receiving the word of God. Why, why, why would you allow someone's foolishness to hinder you receiving the word of God? Because someone has been performing all week. Someone didn't respond to your text. You're even upset. You can't receive the word of God. Ah. Someone delayed to respond. And now they respond when you're interested and you're replying. But this one you're replying to me. In text. <laughs> change. Look at your neighbor, tell him change. change. <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at my wife. <laughs> She's looking at my wife, I change. What do you mean? <laughs> why is my wife changing? <laughs> Look at the neighbor behind you, not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> the sound fell on good ground. When Luke chapter number 8, verse, verse 8 now. The sound fell on good ground. That means you make up your mind, say, my heart is good ground. My heart is good ground. It's good ground for the word of God. It's fertile ground for the word of God. Amen. And then it says, um, it says, some fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop, a hundred for Imagine the word of God bearing fruit. A hundred folds. Hiya. A hundred folds. When you read about how there is nothing impossible with the Lord, imagine when you read it, and then the Bible says, there's nothing impossible unto you. When that is planted and it is bearing a hundred folds. <laughs> when the Bible says, shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover, it is planted in your heart and that is bearing a hundred folds. A hundred for energies manifesting. But it has to be good ground first. You understand, right? It has to be good ground first. How is your heart as you come to church? How is your heart? I said the second thing, avoid distractions. When you are in church, you have to avoid distractions. You can't, you see, there are people who are distracted by everything. How are you in church and you're on WhatsApp? No, see, for me, I don't even like it. See, I'll, 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 say, I'll say this. Me, I don't even like it when people are posting statuses while we're in church. Pastor is preaching good. Either, why, why are you posting a status while we're in church? Why can't you wait for after service? Write down notes as you're in church. Why are you typing statuses? Why are you on WhatsApp? No, turn off your data. Yeah, just turn off your data. Yes, You understand, right? Yes, Maybe some of you don't even have data. Maybe God is preserving you. Every Sunday, you don't have data. Maybe it's just the Lord. 
God knows if this one has data. <laughs> the Lord knows this one. <laughs> no, avoid distractions. If you are sitting with someone who likes talking to you a lot, just move away. Yeah, those of you who like sitting with your best friends in church, just move. Avoid distractions. Praise God. Yeah. The word of God is that's when it's feeling nice when you're thinking about going to the bathroom. Why did you go before, before settling in? That's when you're feeling praise all of a sudden. No, those are distractions. No, because what if in that moment that's when God was trying to speak to you? And then you stand up and go. I want you to think about it. When, when, when the Lord gave them an instruction not to leave the upper room until they received the promise of the Father, think about it. If someone left to go buy water, was the Holy Spirit going to wait for, wait for them? No. He was going to come upon everyone who are going to remain. The Holy Ghost doesn't wait for anyone when, when, when the appointed time is there. He comes. See, when you're in church, be, sit. Discipline yourself. It's like when you're in an exam, eh? You sit. You don't even move anyhow. Because when you move left, right, you'll be like, hmm, if they will think I'm coping if I turn and look to the other side. <laughs> you understand, right? Move, sit. Avoid distractions in church. Because, see, there are, there are several things, and this is one thing you must understand. The enemy works full time. Yeah, the enemy is a full time devil. You see, he's not part time. No, he's full time. It means there are some that the enemy will start distracting you throughout the week. By the time you're in church, your mind is everywhere. Your mind is everywhere. You can't even focus in church. Because you think about everything. One, everything. <laughs> Bola, bet, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> no, you can't think about tickets in church. <laughs> no, if anything, you should even stop betting. <laughs> no, just stop betting altogether. No, think about you. You don't even win. <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> no, the enemy works full time. You start doing the work, distracting people. Don't allow distractions. In, in, in the house of God. Amen. Amen. As you come to church, you prepare your heart. You also make up your mind, I'm not going to be distracted as I sit and listen to the word of God. Yes. The word of God is mine. I receive it with joy. There are no distractions for me. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how the word of God comes. Whether a pastor is just sitting on, standing on one spot and talking slowly, I, it's mine. I won't be distracted. Whether it's what pastor who is teaching that day, it, I'm not going to be distracted. It's the, the word of God is mine. God has got a plan and he will speak to me today. Amen. Don't, don't allow yourself to be distracted in church. So in your church, turn off, turn off your data. If possible, put your phone on flight mode. My phone is always on flight mode. I learned there, I think I received a call doing in front. Because see, some relatives don't care whether they're a pastor. Just, they even know what time service is. They will call you. You call them back, ah, it was important. 
<laughs> so me our teaching very important. <laughs> there are people who try to distract you. Just if you're sitting next to someone who, who disturbs you, move away. Yeah, move away. Don't allow yourself to miss what God has for you in a particular service because of your neighbor. It's not worth it. Praise God. Yeah. So that was the second point, right? The the third one is uh, I want you to see something. Look again, chapter number ten. Something called worry. That's another that's another thing that as you are preparing for service every Sunday you have to get rid of worry. There are people who are worrying. You are worried about so many things. You are troubled. Your heart is ever. You are worried. Why pay my school fees? Why pay my rent? Why do will, will I? Will I? Will I? You worried about so many things. And when you sit in church, you can't receive the word of God like that. Yes, do you know that worry also talks the ministry of the word of God? Yes. Don't tell anybody, look at them, tell them, don't worry. <laughs> look at them, tell them, don't worry. <laughs> You're worried about so many things. Look at look look at what, what Jesus told uh told Martha in in in, in uh, Luke 10 verse 41. Luke 10 verse 41. <laughs> Luke 10, 41. Are we there? It says, Jesus answered and said to her, because remember, this is a time when uh, when Martha was distracted, because when we read from verse 4, it says, but Martha was distracted with much service. It says, but she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Wasn't this a, wasn't this a very good thing so that she was serving? She was. And, says, and then it says, therefore, tell her to help me. Verse 41 says, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. <laughs> that means the problem was not the saving. It was the worry and the trouble. You are worried and troubled about many things. And then he goes on to say, when he, when he, go, he went on to say, but one thing is needed. The King James says, one thing is needful. Yes. In other words, this is the most important. Yes. Uh-huh. It says, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Uh-huh. What did Mary choose to do? To sit at the feet of the master and listen to him teach. Yes. 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 You are worried about so many things. Why are you worrying in church? And you see, there are so many things that have the potential to cause worry. And look, they are not even... God knows that they have the ability to cause you to worry. So for him to tell you not to worry, it means he knows they have the ability, knows they have the potential. But then when you choose not to worry, you are focused, you are shifting energy from your abilities to his abilities. Because worry depends on your abilities. You can't worry when you depend on God's ability. It means every time you are worried, you are shifting responsibility from what's supposed to be God's and you take it upon yourself. No, why are you worried about provision as though you promised yourself that you will provide? Hey. 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 Why are you worried about it? 
He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Is that what he said? Yes. No. Well, did you tell him to say it? He said it on his own. Yes. So why not hold him to his word? Uh-huh. And choose not to worry. Because when you choose to worry, you are saying, this is invalid, Lord. Let me worry. Don't allow yourself to be worried. Your mind is everywhere. Pastor is talking about Kambata no Abusa. You think about everything else. Me, why go to school? Why ever find a job? He who promised is faithful. That's what the scripture said, right? He who promised. He promised. You see, you, you never pointed a gun at his head and said, Lord, promise me. Lord, you promise. He said it before you were born. On his, before you were born, he said it. In other words, when you got born again, you, sim- you simply went, oh, Lord, that's what you said. Yeah, I just found it. Therefore, I am a beneficiary. Tell your neighbor again, don't worry. don't worry. I know this is someone's word. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah. Tell them, don't worry. It's not necessary. Why? I Let not your heart be troubled. Martha, Martha. I don't know how many Marthas we have here, but Martha, Martha. Let not your heart be troubled. You are worried about many things. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So next time a brethren is worried, you know, there are those ones who even like, they are worried, but when you book them, they were like, I just wanted to vent. There's no venting in this, in this system. When you, when you are worried and you can identify this is spiritual, we'll rebuke you. We will point you to the word of God, even if you wanted to vent. Amen. Your feelings in that moment want to regard them. Yes. We will regard the word of God above how you feel. Yes. Because we have to align you to the scriptures. We have yes. to align you to the things that God has said. Yes, Master. Are we together? Yes, Master. So sometimes don't just give a listening ear. Speak the word of God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Speak God's words. Guide people by the scriptures. All right. The other thing is that you must pray for your heart. That's the fourth one. Pray for your heart as you come to church. Pray for your heart. It's one of the ways you prepare yourself for church. Pray for your heart. That means you are praying, Lord, if there's anything in my heart that I need to get rid of, show it to me. Let me get rid of it. Are we together? You pray for, I'm not saying you pray for your neighbor, you pray for your heart. Sometimes even during intercession, just pray for your heart. Yes, even, if, even when they're giving other prayer points, you, you know what you, are, what, you, what you deserve of the Lord. Yes. You pray for your heart. Mm-hmm. Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive the word of God. Oh, Lord, I'm, I don't feel I'm ready to receive the word of God. Help me. The, the Lord is able to help. How yes. together? Always pray for your heart. For every service, whether online service, whether it doesn't matter whether it's Sunday service, whether it's conference, doesn't matter. Pray for your heart. Because God can't be speaking in a place and God doesn't speak to me. 
How can the Lord be speaking and, and these words keeps me? You pray for your heart as you come to church, as you prepare for service. So before you prepare for your drip, do these things. Are we together? You pray for your heart. I am ready to receive the word of God, Lord. Or my heart is ready. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The other thing, uh, as you come to church, prepare, you have to prepare your offering in church. That's very important. Extremely. Giving is one of the, is one of the most spiritual activities that believers take part in. And remember, I've taught you before, believers don't give to get blessed. Believers give because we are blessed. Giving is a confession that you've blessed me, Lord. It's a statement. It's a testimony. It's not all testimonies you give in church by shouting, oh, the Lord bless me. Sometimes testify just by your offering. You say, as Lord, this is my testimony. As I present in the offering basket, this is my testimony. You give it. No, you have to prepare. You have to prepare for that as well. Look at what the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 7. Are we there? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Let's read it together. 1, 2, 3, go. So let each one give as he purposes. <coughs> that means you must purpose it in your heart first. That you're going to give. Yeah. See, don't don't just be shocked after service. You remember when the, when the announcement is being passed? You didn't purpose it in your heart. It means as you are coming to church, you didn't prepare yourself. You were not ready. You were not ready. <clears throat> Praise God. Yeah, you were not ready. There are different ways in which we get to express our faith. For example, when the word of God is being taught, one of the ways in which we express our faith is through giving. Well, okay? For example, when, <clears throat> let's say, for example, if let's say I'm teaching, and you know that that word is yours, you can connect to the word by shouting. Your spirit man is agreeing with the word. Some people clap. Some people give. There are different expressions. It's all act of faith. How together? It's all act of faith. But imagine if, let's say, you're in a service and the Lord is going to go and give. But you didn't prepare for it. It means you came unprepared for service. How together? Yeah, so always, always come prepared. Always come prepared. My offering is always prepared by Monday. For the next service. Every time it's prepared, it's set aside. No, I, see, there's nothing like no kasoche pack during the week. I even touch off very much. It doesn't, it's never like that. You said it, you said it. So next week I'm giving this much. It's already prepared. Always you're even quiet. <laughs> it says let each one that means everyone remember Paul was talking to the whole church let each one that means everyone was expected to give 
each one, let's, let each one give as he has in his heart. It says, for God loves a cheerful giver. Say, God loves everyone, but a cheerful giver, God loves them. <laughs> no, God loves all of us, but a cheerful giver. <laughs> that one, there's a laugh with him. <laughs> So, as you come for church, always prepare. Yeah. So, right now, as I'm teaching, start preparing in your mind. Both for today and for next week. Are we together? Yeah. Always prepare. Let not offering time come to take you by surprise. There was a service I attended for a different ministry, and um, I prepared an amount for offering. And the Lord told me that's too small to increase it. So I increased it because there are two different notes. I wanted to give a hundred quarters offering. God told me to increase it by God told me just to increase. So I got another hundred quarter. I said, like, I'll give two hundred. Then God says, increase it again. So I got a three hundred. Now listen, you know what started happening in that meeting? That was the first service I ever attended where they caught for offering three times. And I had to give at every point. I didn't know. So imagine I just carried one note. <laughs> Everyone is looking at you. <laughs> Everyone is looking at you. Oh, the pastor didn't give. <laughs> that was the first time it happened. I was like, God, you prepared me for this. <laughs> but it starts by preparing yourself first. All together. Then the other point. I'm rushing. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. The first point, number six, right? Yes, number six is that you must always carry a notebook. If you don't have one, buy one. Now look at me as I tell you this. This may sound strange, but see, you are not smart enough to remember everything. <laughs> it's just the truth. You forget what is being taught if you don't write it down. That's why even when you are writing, when you're writing things down in class, it's not that you want to show the, the lecturer that, that you're listening. It's for yourself. Because you know you have to go back to read. And remember, every class prepares you for an exam. Every service prepares you for a life exam. There are tests in this life. And when the day of testing comes, the question is, Will you be ambushed by life? <laughs> or, or will the test actually find you prepared? See, there are people who, even in school, they don't remember their tests. I forgot. There was even a test. I forgot. You will be shocked. And like I told you, school didn't even respect the anointing. <laughs> there was no honor for grace. <laughs> No, no matter how gifted you are, you can see in the spirit, even see everyone standing here, but you won't see in the exam. You will be shocked. All of a sudden, your spiritual eyes don't seem to be working. But me, I am prophetic, not in the exam. You can't see in there. Yeah. That's why if I went on to a prophet, but you're repeating a course. You, you can see, but why aren't you seeing a paper? Oh, 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 oh. 
in the world, school is different. <laughs> no, that's a different bond. You even find an unbeliever is passing. You who speaks in tongues. Ah, Jesus. Jesus. It doesn't work that way in school. <laughs> Are we together? <laughs> yeah. One time doing in school, I remember I was studying, someone even told me, but you are favored by God, at least that's it. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have to give platform for the favor to work. <laughs> Praise God. So you have to prepare yourself as well. So as you come to write down notes, because God is preparing you for what's ahead. You understand, right? There may be things that will happen, but the word of God will ring in your spirit. There is certainly God a now word. You understand, right? Where you're walking about and God just gives you a word in your spirit. And there's a, there may be a Sunday you didn't know that was your now word. But you see, as you are living six months later, something happens, you're able to respond according to the word of God. You understand, right? Because you received the word six months ago. And you're able to go back. Oh, God told me about that word. You go back, you, you go back and you read. But then if you can't go back to read, you, you will miss it. You won't always have the time to listen to a podcast. Sometimes go back to your notes. Just read through what, what, what was said. That's why you have to write down notes. So don't just sit and start looking at me like this. The whole time, says this. We're just looking at each other. See, we love each other, but just write notes. It's not enough just look at each other. <laughs> So buy a notebook. Amen. Amen. Buy a notebook. Next week, everyone must have a notebook in church. You even gave a notebook. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> no, buy. Money for Air Force, you have. But money for a notebook, you don't have. <laughs> so those things are not even expensive. It doesn't even have to be fancy. As long as, you can, as long as you can write something in there, you write down the word of God. If it means you go get those my big books, get it. You know where you're going. How are we together? So carry a notebook every time. Notebook pen. You don't leave it. What are you going to do? I'm going to church. When the word of God starts being taught, you write down. You write the same on time to start writing all the scriptures. You won't be able to remember everything. Because some of you have asked what I taught three weeks ago, you won't even remember. You won't remember. But you'll just be there, Pastor, pa- Pastor, Pastor, it was nice. It just ends when it was nice. <laughs> so, besides everything, you must always, always carry a notebook to church. Every time. And don't close it the whole week and remember it on Sunday morning. Where is the notebook? No, read it. Go through it during the week. Go through the scriptures. Share the scriptures with someone. Amen. Amen. The last point is that every time as you pray for church, invite someone to church. Very important. Do you know the highest level of selfishness is is not sharing the gospel with someone? Because if the word, if I want you to think about it, if you if if you are receiving a word 
that is able to build for eternity. Why are you, why are you holding it to yourself? You have to be a selfish human being. You have to be. Invite someone to church. Share the word of God with someone. Very important. Every week, you make it a mandate. There is no week that will go by. I haven't shared the word of God with someone. I haven't invited someone to church. You make up your mind. I'm going to do this. It's part of your service, the house of God. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's recap. And then we'll stand and pray. I think my time is almost up. I keep time. (laughs) The first thing I remember I said is you must always prepare your heart. Amen. Amen. Your heart must be good ground for the word of God. Every time before you come to church, prepare your heart. Very key. So starting from going forward, you know what to do. You, you, You prepare your heart. Right? Avoid certain things. Avoid, um, the second one is distractions, eh? Avoid distractions. Don't be distracted in church. Turn off your, turn off your data. Put your phone on flight mode or something. If you can, even put your, turn your phone off. Turn it on after service. Amen? Don't start posting statuses on, 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 your, on, on your status while you're in church. That's, that's as disturbing. They're even going live on Facebook. You can't... Streaming. Pastor is teaching us streaming. Even like this. Behave yourself. We know you have an audience and they love you. But <laughs> just tell them about our podcast and let them listen. They can send you reviews if they want. Okay. The third thing I said, get rid of worry. Don't allow yourself to be worried. Amen. Amen. As you come to church, don't allow yourself to be worried. The fourth thing I said, pray for your heart. Yes, the, the fifth thing I said, prepare your offering every time you come to church. Your offerings must be prepared. All right? Offering time shouldn't shock you. <laughs> no, it shouldn't shock you. Even, if, even when you're a student, you can still give. Yes. You can still give. We have students who still satisfy their cravings during the week. They want to make noodles, they go buy. But offering money, they don't have. Hmm. All right? And then I said, carry a notebook to church. That was the sixth point, right? Always carry a notebook to church. Very important. So it's effective next week. Everyone must have a notebook in church. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking at you, yes. Everyone must have a notebook in church. Amen. 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 Last point, I said invite someone to church and share the word of God with someone. Very key. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's do it on our feet. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. We'll make a prayer just under two minutes. You declare that, that what you've received today is your word. Yes. You make it personal. Say, Lord, I've received this instruction from you. You've spoken to me. I take heed. I listen to you, Lord. Therefore, I, I act on your word. In Jesus' name, pray. Pray in that direction. Yes. 